Hi, this is Claudio from Coheed in Cambria, and you are listening to the All Things Coheed podcast. I am the unfun one of the band. Welcome home to another episode of the All Things Coheed podcast. I'm Devin. And I'm a guy named Rob. Hee <laughs> hee, booty. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome home. We uh, like quite literally for everyone who went on the cruise. In case you haven't heard, the cruise is over. But yeah, the, uh, the cruise was so much fucking fun. I can't wait to talk about it today. There's a lot of events and things that we want to get through because there are some more news that just dropped today, Monday, November 13th. And we're super excited to talk about that. But for now, we got to get through the other things like this huge fucking co-eat event that just passed. And there's a lot more in the way of merch that's going on. There's just so much to talk about. We've got Dunes news. So much to talk about. Devin, are you as excited as I am? I don't know, man. You seem really jazzed. I'm incredibly stoked, jazzed. Um, I'm just I'm just so happy. Like nothing can make me feel bad right now because it's just a lot of good things are happening if you're a Coheed fan. Or if you're just a fan of, you know, that kind of music. There's a lot of good shit that's happening, and I just couldn't be happier. Now, that aside, let's kind of get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. The cruise happened. I got to touch Devin himself in person. Oh, my fucking God. It was incredible. It was just like everyone had told me how fucking cool it was going to be. But it's really true to say, like, you don't know what the boat is like unless you go on the boat. Like, for instance, I had no idea that I am immune to seasickness. It's just a, a skill that I have. I took a ginger pill the first day just to be safe. And then I didn't take any for the rest of the cruise and felt totally fucking fine. You rolled a nat 20 in your, like, seasickness. Your My constitution. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't understand it. It's it's weird to have that. It's like a skill I didn't know I had. And same with Blue. Blue also didn't get seasick. It was very, very rocky this time, way more than last time. Last time, I didn't feel the shit move at all. This time, oh my gosh, we were getting thrown around. There was a video that that Coheed posted of a level during their Stardust Theater show, and it was like off. Oh yeah, the Stardust Theater, you could feel it because it's like right at the, it was right at the front of the ship, right? Mm -hmm. And so like like normally that's actually the most chill area of the boat and it was rocking like a motherfucker the back of the boat is where shit fucking goes south so that's where Goddardam and the fan of hearts bar were and i my experience was during the disembarkation from wherever we went i honestly don't even remember Puerto Plata, dominican republic yeah yeah from there so i felt it as soon as we started leaving again and 
literally everyone at the same time just like went to one side it was really funny it's so fucking cool though like honestly like i loved it i loved i i loved the swaying of the boat i never slept better than when the fucking ocean is rocking me to sleep which is so fucking great that aside though i mean the cruise was super fun like let's let's just kind of gloss over a little bit here and there the things that we saw that we really enjoyed i want to say first and foremost before we get into any of that uh merch monday but on a monday Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. So merch sold out second day, right? It did. Day one, all like most of the shit was gone at the end of day one. There were things that sold out within a minute of day one. What? The Kaonashi action figures. <laughs> That's amazing. It's it was crazy. That's that's insane. We were there uh, when we went in on the second day. It was like midday. Uh, the last of Chandra's book was sold. So that was fun. We didn't even we have to talk about so much. Shit. We have so much shit to talk about. But no, anyway, Chandra's book was was there, which we'll get into a little bit more. Um, Chandra's poetry book. We I went there and I was like, I just want to find something for myself. All of my size shirts were gone. I'm sure those were gone pretty fucking immediately. So when the, the Q&A happened, we were in line for merch. We thought, oh, this is probably the best way to do it. God damn it, dude. There was just, there was so much cool shit. And then there was so much not so cool shit. I mean, but there was shit there, okay? Like, like yes, they had a, a towel, quote unquote, uh, a towelistry. Um, they had a... Um, <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. They had flip-flops, uh, which is cool, you know? They had exclusive shirts, which is... you. I'm sure you have a fucking list. Go ahead and go down the list, Evan. All right. So first, before we talk about merch that you could buy, I do want to talk about the freebies that were given out on the boat, just because... Oh, fuck. We have so much to talk oh, about. Oh, my God. I just... Because I, I, I can go off on a little bit of a tangent. But first off... The Goddard Dam coasters are so slick. They, they are so are fucking cool. The same shape as the ones from last time. So kind of made in the card design from the In Keeping Secrets comics. That iconic issue where Claudio's like throwing the cards to the reader. But they are all black with just some of the imagery from the promo. So you have the octopus or squid, whatever it's called. The dragonfly steering wheel. You have a compass keywork and the Mayo Deft and Wolf Skull and Crossbones. Uh, those were available in the Goddard Dam bar. Actually, really hard to get a full set because time you had to pay to get into the Fane of Hearts bar and you had to get a drink to get a coaster. I mean, you could have just asked for coasters, but like I'm, you know, I'm just now realizing that there are four different ones. Yeah, I got the fourths. Pe people were trading and just giving shit away on the cruise, even the official stuff. Not to yeah, I, I have so much shit. I have just, I am so glad they include. Oh god, I can't. So in your rooms, you were able to get some cool shit. We the comic able, book. The, the comic comic book. Raiders of Silent Earth three one off issue going into Gibney's history with Inferno and Gibney's general history. So fucking cool. It reframes a lot of what happens in second stage, which is awesome. But that aside, what they included, most importantly of all, are flat shippers that you could put your comic book in. 
And also the rest of your flat shit that, that you collected on this cruise. <laughs> they also gave out a poster just like last time, but I love the art on this one more. It was actually like the key art that pirate Wilhelm Ryan. And then they gave out a pin, which was that compass key work. A very cool pin for sure. Definitely more expensive side of pins. If you're gonna if you're a pin collector, it's one of the cooler ones I've ever seen. Um, and it's big. It's like what like a two inches, inch and a half, something like uh, that. Yeah, it's it's a um, decent sized pin. Yeah, it's a is it metal? Is it a metal pin? I mm-hmm. can't I'm not sure what it's, it's like. It's like the hard enamel. Like it's it, yeah. if you have the first one, it's just like that. Um more like that 10 speed pin from Comic Con, kind of that yeah. level. Yeah. But either way, very cool. I love it. Um, I think that's all we really got in our rooms. Am I wrong? No, that was about it. Uh, if you had your do not disturb sign on, you didn't get any of the stuff, which is kind of crazy. But as we were getting on the ship, they actually had really cool lanyards for uh, first year voyagers and, and second, second years. Year. Yeah, I have my and first year. Really it's very cool. cool. I'm trying to think of what else. All the free stuff from the fans. We gave away keychains, stickers and hugs oh yeah shout out to evan by the way evan who's a uh, part of the never enders the the cover band um evan, evan kelly he made a bunch of inserts for your lanyard that had a picture on them for like the band members and like friends and stuff who were all staring at saying at airbnb it looked super official but he took like the worst pictures of everyone and put a little like like a little uh speech bubble that said i'm on vacation and it's like the worst pictures of everybody. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> well, but yeah, shout out to Ryan Campbell for helping us get all our stuff for the giveaways as well. Uh huh. But then we move on to the official merch, and oh my goodness! Yeah, let's get at it. Cruise exclusive in keeping secrets of Sounder three vinyl. Now I have some feelings about cruise exclusive vinyl and comics, as these are the two most collectible things in the Coheed fandom. I get it. Cruise exclusive. It's enticing. It's cool to make. And I'm pretty sure I've asked for it. But seeing it in person, my first thought was, damn, there are so many people missing this shit right now. Yeah, my first thought is, damn, that's expensive. (laughs) No, that that too. Uh, This was uh, normally records go for 35, 40 bucks. These were $60. The shirts were all pretty expensive, but like, you know, quality was good. Last cruise, the shirt quality was very good as well. We got deodorant. We got... I I do want to shout out one shirt, though. There's a shirt that says, my friends went on the SS Neverender, and all I got was this shirt. Which is like, so fucking funny. And I know Shreddy doesn't actually listen to our podcast, but that's going to him. As well as the flip-flops. I'm sending those, too. Cool. Yes, there there were the flip-flops. There were the luggage tags, which really were patches with a sticker on the back. Weird. There was a flag. There was a towel tree, a, a, a towel that I thought was a tapestry because of the quality of the material was not towel material, in my opinion. That shit uh, couldn't absorb dick. <laughs> there was a pennant uh, that was like sterling silver. It was $120. It said, you'll make it if you believe on the back. It's one of the coolest fucking items they've ever made. It is one of the literal coolest items that Coheed has ever made. They shouldn't make it out of fucking sterling silver. It, I'm just being honest real quick, right? Just right now. Make it out of something way cheaper 
set the price point to $30 maybe if it's jewelry. You know what I mean? Make it cheaper, make it more accessible, sell it on the fucking tour rounds. People will buy that shit so fucking quick. Fuck, man. It looks so cool up until... There were sweat jackets or sweatshirts, whatever you want to call them, koozies. And there was Kilgannon, a new card game, which you could play in the Faint of Hearts bar, but they were selling them at the merch store. Other bands had merch. Kanashi had a really cool one among the ship uh, with one of their one of the characters from their story uh, on, on the front of the shirt in a rowboat with a dragonfly landing on them. I thought that was very cute. They had a shirt for Dan Sanshaw, the man, the legend, uh, signed all of the bands that we literally talk about on this podcast. He was also on the cruise. Um, Hail the Sun had merch, Sunny Day Real Estate, Max Sabbath, so much shit. It was awesome. There was ha- They had a hat. Uh, oh my gosh. Rob lied. I did not have a list. I was just so excited. I had some of it memorized. There, there was just so much fucking shit on this boat. Oh my God. They had two different types of koozies, an orange and a blue one. They also had a bunch of the books available. And as Rob mentioned earlier, Chandra's new book, Saving for a Mausoleum, was available. Oh my goodness. That is a beautiful book. It is a green textured book with gold foil for the text and borders. Beautiful illustrations. And we'll talk more about this when we cover Cafe Shawnee. But yeah, if (laughs) you heard us talk about last time, I wasn't super keen on the merch. I mean... I also went the second day last time, so there wasn't too much available. But aside from that, really, the koozie, the fanny pack, and the shirt were really what was what was it last time. But this time, oh my god. Yo. They went ham. And oh my gosh, I forgot to mention, as soon as you walked into the merch store, right to your left, they had these, like, Coheed and Cambria beach bags. And it was perfect. You picked up a bag and then you just throw all your shit into it as you're checking out. And then uh, you you do check out and then you forget that the tote bag was actually a part of merch and they bring it up and you're like, oh shit, that's really funny because you're so excited about everything that was in the bag. You didn't think about the bag itself. So let's, let's talk, let's talk then. So merch obviously was huge. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about events. Stump the Steaver was probably my favorite event of the whole cruise. It was that was so funny. Hilarious. This time featuring Arthur from Old St. Louis. Old St. Uh, Louis. Which was which was Zach in disguise. And I thought he was gonna stay there just for the, like the opening bit, but he stayed the whole thing. Yep. And here's the thing. I'll I'll be real with you. Travis fucking whooped ass this time around. Compared to last year, like holy shit, dude. Like he really he really knew his shit this time. And I'm like sitting there surprised. We ended up watching that Jennifer Lawrence movie that he was talking about based on his recommendation. Yeah. It was okay. I'm sorry. Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm so surprised. So one of the questions that was that I was just sitting there screaming my full fucking head off. You might if you anyone took a video of it, you might have heard it, but I swear to God, when they were talking about what Band, what every band member handed out as part of the Afterman tour cycle, I was losing my goddamn mind. Okay, because it was the the guitar picks. Everyone had a guitar pick because they all had different symbols for that that uh, tour cycle. 
which was like really cool and interesting, whatever the fuck. God damn it. He was just like, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> My favorite was when they asked, what was Travis Stever's favorite song to play during the 2013 Afterman tour? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> what was the answer to that? I forget. It was Vic the Butcher. It was really funny. Ari came down and asked for a zipper check from Devin and I. And I, I was like, Afterman? I feel like it, it's got to be something off of Afterman, but I felt like that's a cool riff to play. Turns out it's Vic the Butcher. So no one knew the answer to that one. I would have said, if I'm being real, because I know Claudio said it once, but it was Avagria the Faithful. Avagria was, was their favorite for a while, from what I heard. But no, that's super fucking interesting. And, you know, seeing the boys not playing music and just being funny is always fun. Obviously, concerts are great. I was on the rail for Motion City Soundtrack. I will tell you this. If they come through Indianapolis at any point, I'm going to a show because they put on a hell of a show. It's so fucking good. Right before they went on, though, and this is kind of like a negative, but the stage wasn't built. So the access to the pool deck wasn't there when we first got on the boat. And last time, it was like the place where everyone kind of just was hanging out. It was very chill. And this time, as soon as it was, as soon as it was built, they like pulled the barrier up. And, and told everyone, everyone to run. Had, yeah. To yeah. get for the group picture. It was chaos. I didn't love that. I will say, though, you didn't get Mike Wazowski this year. Congratulations. I, I didn't get Mike Wazowski in that picture. However, you know who did? <laughs> who did? No way. I'm going to send you the picture right now. <laughs> it's fucking... on, the, on the pool deck show, they had the characters come up again, and Mayo Defton Wolf blocked me. But I did get my revenge on Wilhelm Ryan during the photo op. I blocked him in the photo op. You, so wait, you I... were in, uh, you were on I the rail for that show? I was. Interesting. We were up in the smoking area. We wanted to sit down. We sat and enjoyed a Coheed show. Oh, my God. The mic stand got you. Got me good. And there's blue right next to me. Wow. Fucking but incredible. At least, you're like, at least you can see most of your face. Or Where are something. you at? I can't even see you. I'm right next to blue. I'm oh, so I colored you out. Yeah. Cool. Good to know. Uh, meanwhile, West Coast Devin is right there in the fucking middle. Yeah. All right. Obviously, shows were great. Kayanashi was fucking awesome. Everybody was talking about Kayanashi. Oh, my God. That midnight show topped some Kohid shows for me. That shit really? Was, that shit was crazy. Because I think it was because it was the fact that we went from Why Did You Do It, my favorite release of theirs, to an unreleased EP directly into standing right next to you, singing in front of Blue, during the Neverenders. I think that just like all lumped together created one of my favorite show experiences. So good. Yeah, we got to jam out. I completely forgot about that. I got really fucked up. You drank my drink. Yes, you did. I was really drunk. I had a lot of those those Silas Tin iced teas. Like I think it was it was I think nine, ten maybe over the course of like two hours. It was pretty good. You had Shiloh's 10 of them. I, I fucking... Oh. Anyway, those shows were so good. And we'll, we'll talk about the Neverenders in a second. Let's talk about the main reason to go. So there were also two indoor shows in addition to that outdoor show you were mentioning. Devin, we have to talk about it. 
and I think I'm going to go ahead and intro it. So, number one, they played some bangers on the cruise. I'm actually going to pull up the set list real quick. Obviously, this is the In Keeping Secrets celebration on the cruise. So they played In Keeping Secrets in its entirety, front to back, including 2113. Uh, my life has, I've never been happier. The light in the glass hearing it live is amazing. 2113, even better. Made out of nothing, all that I am. Out of nowhere. I started to hear it and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And of course, Neverender and Godsend Conspirator. Which Devin informed me hasn't been played since 2011. Jesus fucking Christ. So I was looking through the set list, and uh, it looks like there was a special, a special guest on one of these songs. In particular, uh, on the Fane of Hearts, featuring Cowbell played by Devin Sandoval. Invited on stage and also shared interaction with those in the... And then it cuts off. But I assume you shared interaction with those in the crowd as well. What a gift to be given on this cruise for all your money and money and money and money you spent (laughs) on COVID shit. On the second night, the second indoor show, West Coast Devin got to do the cowbell and shared with those by leaning across the stage, which was the one I saw. I didn't see the first one. Unfortunately, I didn't see my my beautiful boy up there. But Devin was there, rocking out, giving the cowbell to people out on the front row, hitting it. So fucking cool. Devin, talk about your experience on night one. Yeah, so first off, when we, get, when we pull up to the stage, the last time it was just open. This time there was a curtain. It was like a peacock or something. Yeah, it was a fucking peacock. I can't believe no one else is talking about this. Yeah, it was a giant <laughs> fucking peacock. Continue. But we pull up and there's a piece of paper sticking out. So I thought it was going to be the set list. And we obviously, you know, we're going to look. And it's the lyrics to Mad Out of Nothing. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're getting something crazy. And now at this point, I'm not expecting and keeping in full. Then the curtain opens. And the ring in return starts playing. And I start I start filming and I'm looking at the set list and I read it and the audio from my phone like clips because I scream so loud because I see Godsend Conspirator. Oh, it was done. It was done. It was raps. Did and you then, not see your name on the set list? No, they didn't. They didn't have anything. But apparently they were doing sound check and they said something about it. And some people... Who were in Spinnaker because it got streamed to Spinnaker heard it, and then they didn't tell me obviously because it was a surprise. And then that happened, and uh, my life ended for a brief moment. And it took until back end of Forever and Al the Killer for me to come back to planet Earth. And it was one of the coolest things of my entire life. And I, I don't have words. I really don't. It was just that's uh, so fucking cool, man. That's so it was, cool. It was really touching. It was it was really it was nuts. I love that. I'd love that for you. To continue on setless talk though, let's talk about the outdoor show um, no, on the pool wait, deck. Wait, wait, wait. Before we Go. talk about that, can we talk about Davenport Cabinet really quick? Bro, yes, we can. I was there. Unfortunately, I was so fucking exhausted. 
I could only stay for five or six songs, but I got to hear the bangers. You know what I mean? They started out with Damned Renegades. Yeah. At that point, I was like, holy fucking shit. I was, I was, I was blown away because I fucking love Damned Renegades. They had some technical um, difficulties during it, but they, they pulled it together. They bounced back. And unfortunately, Tyler wasn't able to join the cruise, which is why they said they changed the set list from what was originally supposed to be played. And instead, we just got like a deep cuts Davenport cabinet set list. It was nuts. Our machine. So fucking cool. Uh, and then, of course, Milkfoot, dude. Holy shit, Milkfoot. We got songs from the one small step for Landmine Split. We got Kevin yes. Allen, Kohe's Guitar Tech, singing. Aside from, aside from that, we also get a Jawbreaker cover of Accident Prone. We get Nostalgia in Stereo. It's going to get played. You know what I mean? With Rory Hohenberger on drums, which was really Yes. Uh, words Between the Lines of Age, a Neil Young cover. And ending with demon fire. Holy shit. What a way to end. What a way to end. Now, on on to Coheed. We got to talk about Coheed. Obviously, we got to talk about Coheed. For the outdoor set, we get the Embers of Fire. We get Beautiful Losers, Into Shoulders, Into the Incomplete One, The Fall of House Atlantic, and the Incomplete Two, Radio Bye Bye. Which, honestly, it makes sense because we just wrapped up the No World Tour. So I'm seeing No World songs, and I'm like, oh, obviously they're going to play some No World. We get everything evil. I was so fucking happy. Rise Nayanasha cut the cord into a disappearing act. We get the Inferno song, Heart and Brains, performed by the comic character Gibney. With Inferno acting and fans, Sean Redman, Lawrence Jones, playing guitar with Claudio. It's so fucking cool. So here's the thing. I know a little bit of inside information. Basically, that song was played in the Goddardam area a few times as well before it went on to the main stage. But when they were asked, they thought, oh, we're going to go learn this song up in the room, whatever. And they end up in fucking Claudio's penthouse. And hanging out and learning this song with Claudio so that they can play it on stage for this and Goddardam, which is so fucking funny. But it was super fun. It was really interesting to see Claudio perform or to write another musical-esque track. It, it's super cool. you got to check out videos of it. It's definitely online somewhere if you haven't heard it. Um, we get Gravemakers and Gunslingers, Devil in Jersey City, The Incomplete 3, The Incomplete... Not followed by the final cut, which threw me off because I was like, they're going to do it. And they didn't. And instead, for the first performance since 2012, we get deranged. Holy fucking shit. That shit was fire. We get the Liars Club. And then for Encore, I was like, there's no way. They play 10 speed. And I'm like, they're not playing Welcome Home. Holy shit. And a little sad because it was like Blues never heard an electric version of Welcome Home because they didn't use it as the closer for this past tour. And then they didn't they did an acoustic version of it at uh, the the New York show. So Welcome Home does get played as the final track. And Blue is so fucking happy. 
God, it was so goddamn cool. The only issue was this set ran so long. If you didn't go to prom on time because the set was too long, you didn't have time to get ready or whatever the fuck, you missed 90% of everyone's prom sets, which sucked. Especially, I'm sure, for you, Mr. fucking Hail the Sun over here. Well, okay, here's the thing. First off, before they went into 10 Speed and Welcome Home, Claudio said, here's a little taste of the future. So we'll talk about what that means when we talk about Wait, that's what he said i did i couldn't hear anything he said during the show and that yep something I, I i won't say that was his direct quote but uh said something like that and then i i still managed to catch uh really the from like the weezer cover on of hail set so i the last full hour of it including claudio singing with Donovan, we are the champions. I didn't know that it was Claudio singing, so I was like kind of by the bar, not really paying attention. I was like, oh, it's just whoever else in the band singing. Maybe it was Carlo, whoever. Uh, it was crazy. It was Jesus prom. Christ. Prom was very interesting. Uh, Alyssa, they handed out masks, and Alyssa brought me one, and I started to put it on. And Travis ran up behind me, and he was like, I know it's you, Devin. And I was like, whoa, what, what is, what is going on <laughs> You're not supposed to know. Uh, but That's also, wild. Also talking about set lists, uh, I just want to talk talk about Joey Eppard really quick, playing some new songs, songs with Josh, and then on the Pool Deck show, playing with Josh and Claudio, they played You've Been Shot together. Um, the new song, Swimming, is fantastic. I love that him and, and Josh got to play it together. And just Joey by himself. Oh, my God, what a, a legend. Just an absolute insane guitar player. Um but I am upset that I missed Anthony Green's pool deck show. I was able to see Hail the Sun's pool deck show, but not Anthony Green's. And he had members of Hail the Sun come out and do Seos in seven years. And then he bought Travis out to do Old Wounds. Uh, we got to see Anthony Green walking back on the cruise ship with a coconut drink in his hand, a literal coconut with a straw in it. And Blue got a picture with him. It was so sweet. That is um, so grand. Yeah. And, um, and he said something along like, I can't remember the words exactly, but Blue was just like, thank you so much. I know you're working or whatever. And he's just like, it's not work. You know, this is super fun for me too. Blah, blah. Very cute. I love that. Um, that aside, though, we also had an All Things Coheed meetup, which was so fun. We got to meet a bunch of people, hand out a bunch of stickers. Cindy was also there. We got a picture with everyone. And that, you know, it really warmed my heart. It made me feel like, oh, we haven't wasted the past fucking five years. You know what I mean? Going I on know. six. I I think that in general, I think that even if we had no listeners, I don't think it was a waste. Just because I enjoy doing this with you. And I enjoy doing I this in too, general. Man. I had um, a fucking blast. They, that was so cool. Just like I, every time I look at the group picture, I'm like, oh my gosh. They're, and I know it was a drum set confessional meetup too. So, like, they true people were brought in from that. But, like, people coming up to us being like, oh, I've listened for X amount of time, or, you know, I, I got your sticker earlier and I wanted to come meet out and check it out. Like, just the support from everybody there was incredible. For sure. Um, no one recognized me which is fine i'm actually preferring this but 
a bunch of people came up to blue and was just like you did so well the ss never ender you know the never enders and everything and that was super cool letty did an announcement for the never enders playing in the fan of hearts bar which was super sweet so it, it was just a bunch of really cool things that happened i think that's everything on the cruise i really want to talk about a lot of the stuff you know i feel like we can we can if you want to go into it I feel like this deserves its uh, more in-depth, like uh, like a Devin and Rob being weird and talking exactly about what we did every single day episode. You know what I mean? Because there's so much more here to get into. We've got... Dude, I, I can't sit here and record for just an hour. I think uh, we need to Cafe do a part Shani. two to this. Cafe Shawnee, dude. I Dude, I know. And that's the thing. There's so much that we need to just talk about Cafe Shawnee and talk about this comic book that I think it needs its own episode. If I'm being real, I think it needs its own episode. I I agree, but I, we'll just we'll just say this about Cafe Shawnee. If you're on the cruise and you miss this, you are low key a bum because Chandra read poems from her new poetry book, and then yes. the second, and then the second second session we got. Hang Gina. on. First, let's talk about day one so we have saving for a mausoleum which is chandra's new poetry book which is definitely something that this community would want and i i can definitely see the desire here um from the community the demand of you know these middle-aged emo kids who are you know wanting to express themselves it's the perfect demo they are very dark poems which i actually prefer it, it it does have some really serious like subject matter in the way that the words are woven. And Chandra talked a lot about how she wrote it a lot during COVID and them living next door to a funeral home and having kind of like being surrounded by death. It, it, it was very inspiring to write while they were also doing No World for Tomorrow, while they were also writing Vaxxas 2. It was kind of this other project that Chandra wanted to, to produce. And it's very good. The excerpts that she read from were beautiful. The book sold out almost immediately. It was so fucking cool. It sold out the same day because Cafe Chanier was the same day. Yeah. So it's also on Transient Life Press, which I think is going, which is like a subsidiary of Evil Ink Comics, just to allow for more publications like this to occur. Uh, because as we know, Chandra is not just a comic book writer however we did get cafe shani part two featuring gina who has been mentioned a few times in the claudio's twitch streams and they voice acted and read issue one of no world for tomorrow in its entirety there's so much happening and there's so many theories i have regarding characters that are mentioned in the first issue it's it's so exciting. We get a sweet moment between Chase and Claudio. We get a lot of Wilhelm Ryan and what he's doing. Um, We have the aftermath of the writer in No World for Tomorrow, which is really interesting. So for another episode, we're going to sit and we're going to talk about that in particular, as well as the side story of Gibney. Raiders of Silent Earth 3. But I think that generally wraps up Cruise. Oh my gosh, Rob. The Q&As! So, we got Q&As with Claudio, and then we got Q&As with the entire band, and 
as always, they were phenomenal. Drum set confessional had a lot of rep. A lot of the uh, core team homies were asking questions. And I got to ask a question to Claudio. And it, yeah, it was awesome. It was just always a cool experience, like we said before, to see the guys on stage not doing music and just being themselves and opening up and sharing some information and kind of kicked off right after Cafe Shawnee. So it was a whole bunch of talking and dialect and that led into something Stever, which then led into the Stardust Theater show uh, for Coheed. So it was literally Tuesday was my busiest day. It was just insane. And I think when we go over the comic stuff, we'll go over our individual schedules as well because they were packed. Mine specifically was color coded. I didn't really stick to it as much as I thought I would. I did deviate a little bit more than I did last time. I think just because Hail the Sun, Kaonashi, Anthony Green, all these other artists that I really love and listen to on the daily were there. So I had to, uh, you know, cut away a little bit from the coheed of it all to see them, which no notes. I think I, I had a great run and I'm sure Rob did too. Yeah, my schedule worked out really well. I did all the things I wanted to do un unless I had to fucking sleep. So that was uh, that was my main issue. Um, but that aside, I had a really fucking good time. Yeah, sleeping and eating. Like, fuck that. That shit was annoying. The eating wasn't a problem. My issue was we were up till fucking 2 a.m. doing uh, Neverenders um, live in the Magnum uh, lounge. Um, and... Then we had to go to bed and wake up for Cafe Shawnee. We'd go to Cafe Shawnee, hang out for like 30, 40 minutes, and then go to bed for four hours, wake up and go see a couple shows, and then do the same thing over again. So it was crazy, though. I can't wait to talk more about the cruise and our schedule and the comics on a later episode. But this definitely needs a part two, but I'm very excited to talk about that. I'm looking at our, our outline, which Devin so lovingly creates every time we do an episode. But it looks like LS Dunes is listed on here. What's going on, Devin? What's what is it? What's what's the Dunes news? So, setless spoiler: LS Dunes are on tour right now, and they are closing each show with "Old Wounds." And I'm just so excited for that that I thought it needed a little shout out because it is the only song from their discography that I've not heard live yet. So I'm very very excited to to see it and hear it. And they have some new merch, the new vinyl. that They have a, uh, like a palm beanie, which I'm definitely going to pick up, and a couple new shirts, I think. They do have a Lines and Shapes, which is like a deluxe edition of Past Lives available for pre-order on their website, so you can pick that up. But yeah, they just seem to have been having a great time, and Pierce the Veil is the headliner, so we're going to stay for a little bit of them, but not the whole thing, because... Personally, the Dunes are the main draw for this show for me. And the Dunes are also playing another thing. Uh, they're doing that Riot Fest thing. Yeah. They're also doing the When We Were Young Fest thing that just got announced today. With who? Uh, My Chemical Romance, Coheed no, no, no. Thursday. Coheed and Cambria. And what are they playing? Because it seems that they're giving exactly what everyone's playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing that good Apollo album. They're doing Good Apollo Volume 1 for Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. We are getting a Good Apollo Neverender at the When We Were Young Festival. I assume this is day one announcement. Because what they did last time was, like, four months later, 
they announced a day two to when we were young and announced additional bands. I don't know how they can add more bands because you have Mike Hem doing the Black Parade in its entirety, Kohi doing Good Apollo, Mayday, Lesson Romantics. LS students very easily could have said they're doing Past Lives in its entirety, but I imagine yeah. that they probably won't have like that long of set because Thursday, Kohi and Mike Hem are also playing. But it this. could also be new material. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Motion City Soundtrack is doing Commit This to Memory. The All-American Rejects are doing their self-titled debut album. Simple Plan is doing no pads, no helmets, just balls. Dashboard Goddamn Confessional is doing Dusk and Summer, which means they're going to be playing Stolen, which was on every fucking MySpace page I ever saw. Um, Mayday Parade, A Lesson in Romantics, affected me emotionally. One of my favorite albums of all time, playing in their entirety. Chiodos is playing All's Well That Ends Well in its entirety. Not Bowden Palace Ballet. It's fucking All's Well, okay? Um, I'm looking through this right now. Atreyu is playing The Curse. Cartel is playing Chroma. Hawthorne Heights is playing The Silence in Black and White. Holy fucking shit. The Red Jumpsuit Apparatus is playing Don't You Fake It, which means we're getting your guardian angel live. Elizana should be playing of Wax and Wings, whatever the fuck that album's called. So good. It's a great album. I just don't know the name of it. They should be playing that instead. Seosin is also going to be there. So every every member of Ellis Dunes has their main band there. And Seosin's doing their, their self-titled release. Thursday's doing Full Collapse. 303 is doing Want. Bro, 303 Mom, is doing Want. <laughs> Like what? Like it's it's actually oh, it, this is Cobra insane. Starship is doing Viva La Cobra. <laughs> Mom Jeans is playing Best Buds. Holy shit! Escape the Fate is doing the This War Is Ours instead of uh uh what is the one that is like Situations that one that that <laughs> album uh <laughs> Four Year Strong is gonna be there Enemy of the World which is a great choice. The Devilers Prada is playing Plagues. That's all you need to know. Be there. <laughs> Be square. <laughs> Bayside is doing their self-titled. But isn't Senses Fail on this too? Yes, yeah, Senses Fail is doing not the album I would have gone with. Uh, but, yeah, they're still searching. But they're doing... Uh, uh, still searching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, uh, Amber- Sleeping with Sirens is going to be there. Pierce the Veil. Crazy. Uh, the Used. Uh, In Love and Death. But can you actually look at the cover art, please? Uh, yeah, with all the records. Yeah, you see it right now? Yeah. So you have like the Good Apollo, you have Want, you have all the albums they've mentioned. There is an album that's covered up. Do you see it? Album it's on that... the left-hand side. It is to the right of the necklace. Or the, the neck choker. Oh my god, it's Taking Back Sunday. It's Taking Fuck Back off. Sunday. Fuck off. Bro. I'm if done. Taking Back Sunday is going to be here, it's like all we need is Mastodon and we've got a fucking reunion of everyone who's played with Coheed in the past five years. Oh my god. I mean, this this is the lineup with the album. Like, it's bro. If I had unlimited money, I would be there. Say anything is going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, every it's like it's like they've decided to pull the fucking uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers card. Everyone is here. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the scene in 
Endgame where all the Marvel characters are coming out of the portals, but it's all these like on your left cap, except it's fucking a day to remember. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck, dude! I'm so excited. All of this is gonna be good. Hawthorne Heights. uh, If I'm being honest, there are a few that I definitely want to check out if uh, because I'm pre-ordering tickets on Friday. Oh shit, dude! My thing is. There's no way that there's not going to be a conflict with some of these sets. For sure. But there's only a handful of sets I have to see. So everyone and their mother is going to see the Black Parade. Um, it, yeah. That's that's the main one. I need to see Good Apollo, for sure. I need to see A Lesson in Romantics. I need to see All's Well. I'm looking here. I'm seeing things I need to see. Hawthorne Heights, Silence in Black and White, and Atreus the Curse. I need to see. I would love to see All American Rejects. I mean, their first album is really good. Mom Jean's Best Buds is is a non-negotiable for me. And the and unfortunately, 303's Want is another one of those. Nothing unfortunate about it, bro. That shit's shit's gas. I'm worried about conflicts, but honestly, honestly, man. I think it's going to be a good fucking time. I really hope it is. I Bro, are- it's go- only $20 down on Friday. Yeah, but then it's uh, then you have to pay the rest of the $305 for that. Yeah, you do, but you can do it over the next two months. Yeah, but like we got we got other stuff that we got coming up. And then the cruise, the next cruise, like it's going to be the next cruise. It's going to be announced like right after when we were young. I know. I just know it is. And like dropping flights and hotels and then have to, like ah, i just got to be responsible like i it's said it's good apollo it's it's coheed and my chem at the same show with fallout boy oh and God. you know you know for a fact that fallout boy is going to be playing some things from take this to your grave and from under the cork tree See, I, think those, i think the well i don't think i don't think from one of the cork trees week, but I think Folia do is their best album. And if that was a full album playthrough, I think that would actually push me to have the discussion of like, I'm, bro, from under the cork tree is their best album. Sorry. Okay. It is. It's perfect. Front to back. Go listen to Foley and then come talk to me again. And then you'll be like, yeah, you were right. That shit's insane. Hawthorne Heights, the silence in black and white, dude. Fucking Mayday Parade, A Lesson in Romantics. Perfect albums. Because Jersey just got colder and... Yeah! 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 Yo, I want to go. I want to go. Without you, I'll be miserable at best. Oh my god! Bro. Fuck. Miserable at best live. Chiodos, dude. Speaking of... (laughs) Speaking of... Just stop. Drop everything, forget each other's name, forget each other's names, and just walk away. Dude, fuck yeah. It's going to be so good. Well, another reason why I do not have the financial supplements to go is uh, No World for Tomorrow was announced for a backward campaign. There's incredibly pricey box sets, but... Holy shit, the COTF made this the highest day one total ever for a comic book on Backerit. I don't agree with this backer system, and Devin, I'm sure, has his own opinions too. But we do want to inform everyone that there are cool things that are happening 
with this backer set. There, There's going to be a lot more collectible things, including but not limited to. It is uh, one of the stretch goals if it reaches 875. The Emery Wars trading card set added to all physical orders of $85 or more. Seems like a really cool thing. I just want to make sure everyone can keep in mind that these are not ultimate editions that they're selling. These are three separate volumes that are hard covered. If you have the ultimate editions already, it won't look great next to your other ultimate editions. But if you have the money and you want to support them in this way, feel free to do so. The artwork has yet to be revealed. All the artwork that's kind of blurred out on the website right now is just good Apollo 1 artwork. But I am excited for the next chapter of Amory Wars to be here. And they have essentially said that it will start releasing in May of 2024. Did they say next May? Yeah. So th- there, there is a lot to be excited about with this campaign. And I, I want to say that I am not, not excited. I'm very, very excited for the conclusion of the Claudio Kilgannon arc. I just really was not comfortable with the amount of money that was asked for some of the tiers, which didn't include the products from the previous tiers. And as a collector with the collector spirit, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. And I know it's it's silly and goofy to care about comics that way. But, you know, this is something that is important to us as fans, important to me personally. So it just kind of sucks knowing that, like, my collection is not going to be complete anymore. And it's not like a variant chase where I can go to a, a comic book store and be like, oh, you know, do you have one of these? Like, it, there, there were sets that were limited to 25 for $1,200. It just, it is what it is. But that being said... All of the other limited editions that were numbered sold out. Y'all, it's only been a week. Not even a week as of as of recording this episode. And it just the support is insane. I think that this is going to hit a, a million dollars in terms of uh, crowdfunding for this project. And I really hope that the Evil Inc. team understands how much we love and care about this work you know the amory wars is a big part of of the coheed fandom and uh yeah it's just really exciting that we're finally getting the conclusion to the story and i really hope that uh evil inc announces their pre-orders sometime early next year so hopefully after the holidays so people can really jump on that and you know hit your local comic book store up even just for the singles even if you're a collected edition person independent stores need your help and the single issues are cool. And you know what? If when the time comes, the collected edition comes out and you pick that up and you have all these singles now, give them to a friend. Keep them, frame um, them. The covers are going to yes. be sick. I'm so excited. I'm just so excited to see it. I just wish I was more Me too. for it after this campaign. Yeah. And, and you know, um, if, if you want our personal opinions, you know, go go to our socials and stuff. Like, we'll... We talk about this stuff off the record, um, not tied to all things Coheed. If you want our personal opinions on that stuff, that's where to go for it. I post my stuff mostly on Reddit as far as like a community discussion. Um, but like I said, we want to support everything that the band is doing because that's why we're here. We're, we're doing this podcast because we are genu- genuinely excited for the conclusion of the Amory Wars. We are genuinely excited that there are some cool merch out here while we might not agree with the method in which it's come out. That being said, I don't want us to pigeonhole us and say we don't like, you know, like Kickstarter-esque things. Kickstarter stuff is so fucking cool. 
the method is a little muddled. But that aside, go check this out. Read up on what's being offered. The exclusive stuff is gone. It was gone within the first fucking hour. First yeah. 10 minutes. And 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 that's uh some of those sets are really kind of what gets you some of the exclusive stuffs like the bookmarks, the uh upgrades to the actual comics themselves. They have different like UV coating and protection on them. And and the pin set too. And I know that there are a lot of pin collectors across the fence. So if you didn't jump in on some of these physical editions, please go check it out so you can keep your collection complete. Unfortunately, this is the way that we are going to go about it at this time. But it's, you know, akin to the crew stuff. Like sometimes it's just, it's price blocked for some of the super collectible shit. And it is what it is. But that's also kind of the fun and the stress of it to some degree. It do be like that, Devin. It do be like that it do now, be that that aside this has been part one of our cruise discussion i want to just make a really quick announcement we have a winner for speaking of comics oh. uh we have a winner for our my brother's blood machine revolver variants again thank you to andrew burford for donating those oh you know let me let's take a quick moment here to talk about our in life, in real life experience with Andrew Burford, because I met Andrew for the first time on this boat, and he absolutely deserves his own segment really quick. Um, Andrew was one of the nicest people I had met, and it felt like I had met someone that I had already known my whole life. The man was kind. He gave me the biggest hug in the world, uh, and he bought me drinks all night, especially that night where I got real fucked up. He got me drinks all fucking night. It was intense. But aside from the things that he did for me, he was kind and courteous at every turn. He recorded all of the the Neverender set like a fucking champion. He recorded so much. And, and honestly, documenting that stuff for the community is so important because a lot of it gets lost, especially if you're an older Coheed fan looking back, trying to look back at old concerts and people like Andrew who sat down with his camera to record this shit. And same with you, Devin, who keep this, you know, catalog is so invaluable. And I, I love Andrew. He, truly one of the best people out there. We're going to have to do maybe a third part just to talk about the people we met because we didn't, we kind of understated it before, but the community on that boat, I, I, I literally just got chills thinking about it. Like it, it's something else and not just for the the trades and the giveaways or whatever just the the energy and the community we'll talk about it later i but... should say too it's not reserved to the people who we met on the boat either it's like anyone we don't have a special club me and devin of like oh our friends that get to hang out with us people we didn't know at all who just listened to the podcast came, came to say hi and hang out amazing people at shows on the cruise anywhere that we can be found come say hi we we love to meet you guys literally like it's just we are all children of the fence and we just love this shit so much and it means something to us like in one way or another coheed has changed or saved our lives and cruise or not show or not just online it, you you get that sense of community and it, like huge shout out to the COTF just across the world for, you know, having such a just a great impact on our lives and making our experience being a part of this community something truly special. Um, and 
jlu2113 from our discord we finally have a discord winner i pulled from twitter and discord but yes jlu2113 you won the full comic set we'll be in contact and uh i hope that you enjoy them hell yeah and this has been another episode of the all things coheed podcast i'm devin and i'm a guy named rob thanks for joining us What an episode. Crazy. Crazy. All right. I'm stopping recording. That was so fucking good. I'm so- and they are playing old wounds to close out, close out their show. Setless spoiler. One moment. I'm getting something out of the oven. I'll just talk about it. Just, you can continue on. I just need to get it out of the oven. Okay. Hi. Hi, Alyssa. You're talking about this? Yes. See, there's two in the bottom right-hand corner. Oh, okay. Those were the luggage tags. Oh, shit. Well, then there was one one necklace. Sorry, guys. I'm so glad we did all that for nothing. Well, you know, the powers of editing. You're muted. I'm muted? Oh, I can hear you now. Okay. There's probably just something when you started the recording and threw my, my vokes off. Very cool. Um, well, since you're excited, you started off. Eating Cheez-Its the whole intro? Bro, that's totally fine. I mean, I'm literally cooking a fucking chicken Alfredo in the oven right now. Like a goddamn adult. Bro. All right. We have so much shit to get through. Um, so... <laughs> Um, sorry. Um, today is the uh, Tuesday, the thirteenth of November. Monday, November thirteenth. Oh fuck! It's fucking Monday. God damn it! It's Monday, November thirteenth. Right, maybe, 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 maybe take that one again. <laughs> um, uh, some more news dropped today, which is um, um 